The strangest thing about the way the metropolis disappeared in the rear of your mirror was how fast it was. For a while, it lingered there, an ever-present shape on the dark horizon, electric stars blinking in and out. And as the truck in front of us lumbered along the torpedo highway, I barely noticed it slip beyond the horizon until... It did. Indra was right. They didn't expect us to survive out here. Hell, I barely thought we would when the sun first rose. It was hot. Hot enough to peel the paint off of the car, off of the road, until it was just a dark strip half covered in sand with miles of dead scorched brush stretching out to either side. I counted myself lucky that I still kept my hands wrapped. The wheel got so hot it nearly blistered my fingers anyway. But we pressed onward. The grim silence that pressed over us at first seemed to lift, little by little. Sure, between inhaling smoke that seemed to crowd out light from the sky and the radiation from the sun still pressing through the layer of haze, none of that could be good for us. And the long hours on the road were mostly everyone dozing off, leaving Jet to play the same seven songs. But the drive so far going pretty much without a hitch was enough for us to feel like this plan was really going to work. Even if we started getting a little... restless. Shut up! <laughs> Dude, come on! What? It's stuck in my head! It's not my fault that Jet played that song like 40 times in a row. I only played it 22 times in a row. Jet, I love you, but that doesn't make it any better. Yeah, to be honest, I think I hit my threshold the fifth time you played it. <laughs> I literally watched you force yourself to sleep to escape it. God, I wish I could do that. Well, I like the song. Do what you gonna do. Come on. Oh, damn it! Look what you got me doing! This is why we shouldn't be sitting next to each other. You're contagious. There's no shame in singing a song because you like it. Or if you think it's catchy. Man, this is why we shouldn't be sitting next to each other. We'd be the greatest one-hit wonder band that never existed. Oh, please. Any band I'm in would be a massive hit. Lola, listen to this. Do you ever shut up? No, I've forgotten how because I've just got to do what you got to do. Oh, my God. <sighs> just deal with it, Indra. Lola, how are you still sleeping? It's nighttime already. I swear you slept for like half the day. I'm trying not to mess up my sleep schedule. You have a sleep schedule? Do you not? Hey, come on now. We're in our 20s. We're entitled to have screwed up sleep schedules. Reyes, can I just drive again? Aren't you tired? We're making faster progress at night because there's less strain on the engine. So no. I seriously thought I was gonna die when the sun was up. I know. I'm surprised there was a farming community out here at all. If that was even true. I can't imagine the land out here being able to grow anything. And all those power lines just stretching out. I guess the idea that the Numatron provides enough power for the Metropolis wasn't true either. Well, that just makes me feel bad for leaving the fridge open that one time. It seems kind of weird to have a bunch of servers all the way out here though, right? I mean, what's the point? I'm not sure. I keep seeing lines of machinery out in the distance, 
But I can't tell if those are just relics and junk, or if they're actually being used for something. Is it morning already? I feel like my sense of time is gone. The time is 11.41pm. Wow, way off. I think you did mess up your sleeping schedule. No thanks to your singing. <laughs> okay, hang on. But what is that light on the horizon if it's not... Whoa. Fire. From some of those machines in the distance. Some stray spark must have lit the brush and the flames tore through the night. Swaths of light that forced their blazing hands into the darkness and ripped it apart at the seams. So that's what they were talking about. The hell? Uh, why, why is the truck turning around? I mean, they have that plating on them. They should be able to drive straight through the fire. Get out of the car, and we won't do anything. Are they talking to us? Do you see any other cars on the road? We have protocol for this. Jet, how far are we? 19 miles from our destination. And how's the route looking? Well, there's a 52% chance of successful escape. Chances increase 58% if your top speed is higher than 80 miles an hour. Higher than half? Alright. Works for me. Truck 46 to base! We got bandits! Should we pursue? Just call us bandits? What is this, a western? Kane, Kane, you know we're friends and I care about you. But do we have to keep driving towards the danger? Okay, you wanna tell me why you drove off the road? Our chances are higher if I'm off the road. I hate to say this, but we are still driving towards a fire. Come on! We're in pursuit! Guys, roll up the windows! Alright, everybody! Brace yourselves! Oh, oh. God, how are we not dead? You just drove through a fire! Yes, thank you for pointing out the obvious, Vic. Kane, that was amazing. But next time, be wary of what's behind the fire, too. Well, we're through it, aren't we? Now I have to decide if we should just shake them off before we get to our destination. I think there might be more pressing things to pay attention to. Another car seemed to materialize out of the flames, armored in the same plating that the truck had and pulling up flush to the truck. I half thought that they were texts from the Metropolis too, until they popped the top of their car. Hi there, operators. Hate to tell you, I think you're chasing Oh, you might want to be more worried about us! Three figures sat in the car, each with a different mask on. The one with a rabbit-themed mask, LED lights morphing into a pleased expression, popped up in their seat as the woman in the passenger seat extended a device towards the truck door. Get in position, Tari. Ready. No sweeter sound than a car door getting ripped off. Take care of them. <laughs> Righto. Hey, whoa, get off me! I got fists and I know how to use them. Uh-oh, watch out, kids. I think he needs us. Damn it, everyone, hold on tight. Did we get hit? Nope. That would be the engine. 
The truck had vanished around the next bend of the road, but the other car, with its two occupants, had spun back around and coasted to a stop next to ours. Both of them were illuminated by the headlights and the red embers burning in the distance. The man was tall, with dark curly hair tied into a low ponytail and large hands dangling casually out of his pockets. On the other side, the woman he was with stood straight, taking even and measured steps even as the hot wind blew her hair around her. Both still had masks on, which, as they got closer, I realized were gas masks, probably to protect them from the acrid smoke that was just clearing. Sorry about that. What? That was some pretty slick driving back there, kiddo. Tari is still pretty new at that maneuver. We weren't expecting to see anyone on the road, especially not any new faces. So, uh, who are you people? Ah, shoot. Here we go talking about faces and we're not even showing ours. I think the smoke's cleared enough for me to take this old thing off. Hey there, I'm Ganymede Moreno. And I'm Nel Palomo. Escapees from Metropolis West, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. Sort of. It's a little more complicated than that. I understand. Well, tell you what. Complicated or not, I think you might have just busted your engine. So you're not heading anywhere anytime soon. Take a ride back with us and we'll fix it up. Where are we going? Home. For us, at least. Come on. Kaleo, tell her. Uh, hi, Miyusha. Hi, Kaleo. Ava, did you drag him into this? In her defense, I actually chose to come along this time. Look, I'm glad the two of you aren't like soaking wet and toting a pile of books, but I just feel like... A secret underground base? Are you sure you didn't just stumble into an abandoned station of the Numatron? It's a big place. No, no. I know Numatron pretty well. And it didn't look abandoned either. Okay, come sit down, both of you. Look! I even have pictures! This is wild, right? Hmm. They're not very high quality, but you're right. It doesn't look abandoned. But this could still be a station. I mean, it raises so many questions. Who goes here? What are they doing? How did these correctors not find this place? As if a competent corrector exists in the first place. Okay, fair point. Still, a Glasshouse special ops team and they don't find this base we just randomly stumble into? Maybe Lola's son struck a deal with the correctors. Or Vic Vass killed them. Or maybe- Ava, I feel like I should remind you that you've neglected one little detail, which is that we almost got killed. What? Oh yeah, that's right. I cannot believe how calm you're being about the fact that we were nearly mauled. By what? This thing. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. it. I guess it was- it was like a massive machine. It didn't move like any bot I've ever seen myself. It moved more like a, an animal, running around on all fours. I swore I could hear someone yelling orders at it, but it was gone by the time we got out. Well, 
that's horrifying. Jeez. But it does make me think. Ava, maybe the place isn't a secret base. Maybe it's a corrector base. You know, they run experiments and stuff there. That could have been a new bot, right? I can't imagine what else it would be. Whatever that place was, I have to dig deeper. You're still interested in going back there. We've never broken such a big story. We're always just doing conjecture and reporting on whatever trickles down. This could be it. Not just a big break, a humongous break. A colossal one. And you're okay with that? I mean, she's right. It's bigger than anything we've ever stumbled onto. And while I'm pretty happy with where I'm at in Moondog right now, this is a huge step up in our careers. Also, I think Ava needs someone to keep her from getting killed. Brave words from the guy who ran away screaming. Equally brave words from the girl who was the reason we got noticed in the first place. Okay, okay. Where exactly are you going to start with all this? First, we're all going to get some sleep. And then, we're going to see if we can get some of the correctors from that glasshouse team on the air. Are you staying the night? Uh, don't worry about it. I, I, I can go. No, no. You should stay. I don't want to bother you guys. I can just head back to my own apartment. I'll see you on Tuesday, Ava. See you then. Sorry to be so quiet. Oh, it's no trouble. I would have let you ride in that truck with Ganymede and Tari. But since they're dealing with the technicians, I figured it'd be easier if we just met them there. Are you gonna tell us exactly where we're headed? Or are we just going to get carted around to... wherever? Oh, I should have gotten Ganymede to do this. He's so much better with wording than I am. Ah. Uh, uh, apologies. We're only a couple more minutes away from Caramalplex. It's one of the last outposts before the land is pretty much unlivable. There are a few other communities, of course, but Caramalplex is the biggest. Earlier you asked if we were escapees. Is that common around here? As you might imagine, the roads are usually pretty empty. In fact, I don't think I've seen someone out here that wasn't familiar since... Well, since Tari. But we leave signs for people. Encrypted pathways pointing towards us, symbols and maps we hide and send back. I'm not saying it's easy to get here, but if you're desperate enough to leave, we wouldn't want people just running with no direction. As she spoke those last words, Care Mallplex began to rise in front of us. I hadn't been to a mall since I was younger. Pretty much every single one was in Glasshouse. Val hovered over me while Sebastian dug through shelves of goods that were way beyond our budget. I'm pretty sure we got kicked out by security guards who decided we looked like we were planning on stealing a video game we couldn't play even if we wanted to. I drove past malls when I delivered to the dome, watching smiling people walk in and out, watching them judge people who looked like me. Those malls were delicate. Open air plazas or whatever. But this, this wasn't anything like that. Seb used to read to me a lot. He was really into these fantasy stories with knights, princesses, magicians, all that. 
He told me once that care apparently was an old name for castles. And this place? It was a fortress, standing armored in the midst of a dark land. Yet as we drew closer, we passed through tall stalks of grass, growing in spite of the blackened earth. A small squirrel was affixed to the side of the doorway, while above it was a sign that read out Caramalplex, a symbol carved underneath it. Nell! Welcome back! And, uh, what's with all these new people? I'll explain in a moment, but let's get inside first. You've arrived at your destination. <gasps> Ooh, and who's this precious little bot? Hi there, you look familiar. His name is Jet. Nice to meet you. Jet, how did you know how to get here? I don't suppose you entered in any coordinates, now. I didn't. I was wondering why that symbol up there looks so familiar. It's... it's out there, right? The, the southern fishtail? You! You sent these coordinates out, didn't you? The ones that Jet decoded. I've never seen someone use so many encryptions. Better to be safe than sorry. It was hard to decide whether we could send out coordinates without them getting compromised. Those were old. Our newer ones have significantly improved. But, if you went to all the trouble of decoding where we are, but you're not leaving Metropolis West, then... What's your game here? What are you planning? Kane was right to say it was complicated earlier. I don't suppose we could ask who exactly runs this place? You're talking to her. Nell's our fearless leader. I wouldn't call myself fearless, but I would consider myself the caretaker here. Well, it's an honor to meet you. I'd better introduce myself, then. Lola-san, I'm the leader of Zero Zero. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, you're Lola-san? That name doesn't mean anything to me. She's the woman who defected from Glasshouse. Hi, uh, the name's Tari DeWitt. Uh, you, you can call me Bunny, too, if it suits you. Uh, maybe you know me? Maybe you don't. I, I'd kind of prefer it if you didn't, actually. But I, I used to live in Glasshouse. I was still there when you left, actually. Um, you're the whole reason I'm here. I'm flattered. Then you'll know the reason we're here. We want to take on Glasshouse. The inequality there has been far too great for far too long, and we want to change that. But we can't do it alone. We need help, especially from other communities outside of the metropolis. So, we wanted to enlist you. I... I... I don't... Nell? Are you okay? I'm fine. I just need to go. Tari... Would you show them a place to stay? Yeah, I can do that. I, I didn't mean to offend her. I don't think you did. She, she just gets like that sometimes. I'll take you to the North Wing. It's still pretty empty. Are you telling me there's more people here? Tons of people. Nell takes in pretty much anyone who needs a place, and it's not like we were selling that much stuff all the way out here. Better for most of those stores to get turned into housing and gardens and all that. I, uh, I don't think we're trying to stay here long-term, necessarily. Not everyone does. Either way, I'm not trying to have you guys sleeping outside. <laughs> Plus, your your car still needs to be fixed. Um, yeah, we could probably get him sometime in the morning. Uh, unless that's too much trouble. I'm, I'm sure you guys are exhausted. Nah, I'm good. I'll come with you. 
I mean, it's my car after all. Alrighty then. Well, <laughs> let's get a move on, shall we? I was starting to get used to just waking up in different places. Staring at the ceiling of a car, of the zero-zero base, of this new room in Care Mallplex. But even so, when I opened my eyes, I still felt like, for a moment, superimposed over what I could see, was the memory of the apartment I knew so well. Hey, Kane, right? I'm gonna go see our mechanic. I think Ganymede's already there, asking about the truck. Uh, you wanted to tag along, uh, but, <laughs> but no pressure, obviously. Yeah, 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 got it. I'm coming. A looked pretty chipper for the morning. Tari was practically bouncing on her heels, her short white hair moving up and down as they swayed. Two white tufts stuck straight up, gelled up like that, looking an awful lot like bunny ears. A somehow had the time to put on a full face of makeup with a lot of blush on the nose, making him look more like a rabbit. Not a morning person? Uh, not after last night, no. I haven't really slept properly since we left the metropolis. Oh, <laughs> yeah, tough ride for sure. I'm lucky enough that I hitched a ride on a truck. You probably couldn't do that with the number of people you had riding with you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Is Lola the only one from Glasshouse? Um, the rest of us are Epsilons, or, or Deltas. Oh, you must be a Delta, right? You've got a car, and a bot. <laughs> uh, used to be. I've been an Epsilon for a few years since... Uh, well, since, um, my parents and siblings died. Or, or, or left. Left, actually. <laughs> left? Well, not my parents. <laughs> um... I definitely think they're gone, um, but I recently found out my siblings are probably still alive. <sighs> or at least, I'm hoping they are. Jeez, no wonder you didn't sleep well. That's a lot to have on your mind. Uh, where are your siblings? Actually, that's how we pinpointed this location. The map we got pointed to a bunch of different places, but we narrowed it down to Caramalplex by using the signal from my brother's tracker. Oh, he's a criminal, huh? I <laughs> I mean, I guess I am too, technically. The whole thing's kind of complicated. Isn't it always? Here's the garage. Baz! Hey! Baz, where are you? I'm in the back. Oh, and uh, Gant's outside with the truck, so you'd probably better meet up with him. Okay, well, I brought someone here. Did you get around to looking at the car we brought in yet? Yeah, yeah, it's on my to-do list. This person's the driver for it, so you'd better talk to them. Will you get out here? One second. <gasps> Jeez, Bunny, you're so impatient. And yet you put up with it. Anyways, Kane, uh, this is our mechanic, Baz. Baz, this is... Kane? Koya.
Hi, Eli Ramos here, creator and editor of Under the Electric Stars, an Aster Podcasting Network production. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. You can find us on our website at underthelectricstars.com or on social media. We're at UTES underscore podcast on Twitter and Under the Electric Stars podcast on Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon at Mix Eli Ramos. That's M-X-E-L-I-R-A-M-O-S. You get access to behind-the-scenes looks, annotated scripts, and early access to episodes, not just for Under the Electric Stars, but for all shows on Astro Podcasting Network. The money you give directly goes to supporting our editors, writers, and actors who make these shows possible. Please support us if you have the means. We're currently running a Patreon drive until the end of August, so if you pledge any time from today till August 31st, 2021, you can help us unlock new content for everyone pledged on the Patreon and help support the new shows we've onboarded. For Under the Electric Stars, you can get a look at some concept art and annotated scripts, and our next goals have things like blooper reels and a look at the first ever pilot of Under the Electric Stars. If we hit our goal of 50 new patrons at any level, you'll get to hear the wonderful cast perform the draft that started it all. And speaking of our cast, our voice talents are as follows. Ria Ann as Kane Reyes, Rey Angel Yoli Olachea Martinez as Indra, Kevin Pakilan as Vic Vass, Christine Kim as Sujin Yi, Robin Guzman as Jet, Chitika Bunamagunta as Lola's son, Rue Dickey as Ganymede Moreno, Philomena Sherwood as Tari DeWitt, Katriel Rose as Nell Palomo, Sitara Nikbin as Niusha, Serena El Hajali as Ava Jafari, Mateus Nogueira as Kalia Hale, and John Patnode as Sebastian Reyes. Additional voices were provided by yours truly. Attributions for sounds and music used can be found in the show notes. Thanks to Fran Carr and Ezra Lee Buck. $20 patrons on our Patreon, as well as all of our new patrons that have joined during the Patreon drive. And to everyone, thanks for listening, and see you in Metropolis West soon.